Listening Dog Media. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums. Telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And our wonderful guest today, I'm very excited about having this lady on. Um, you will have seen her on um, Housewives of Cheshire. It, and you've been on a, quite a few TV programmes, actually. It is Debbie Davis, Psychic and Medium. Hello. Hello, I'm really excited to be here. We're delighted to be working with Cooker throughout this series. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be telling you all about their brilliant boiling water taps and the fantastic addition they are to any family home. I say it like that because I love it. Not only do they save time, Cooker taps are the most energy and water efficient appliance in the kitchen. A child safe double push and turn mechanism also helps to protect curious kids. And Curious Mothers are 89, by the way. <laughs> For more information, visit cooker.co.uk. Uh, cooker, spelled Q-U-O-O-K-E-R, of course. Our Hot Mess Mums, telling it like it is, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. <laughs> oh, look at you. You look so glam. I know you haven't had, you, you said you haven't got your hair done, but you look glam to me, Debbie. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it rubbed off, you know, with the whole Housewives of Cheshire? Because you joined, was what series did you join in? Was it? It's fourteen, I think. Series fourteen, isn't it? Yeah, I started um, series thirteen, and then and then went straight to series fourteen. So we, I literally went from lockdown to filming for one of the most glamorous shows, of, <laughs> you know, on ITV, and. So that that was a real shock to the system, to be honest with you. It was I'd lived in leggings and wandering around the paddock, you know, through the whole of lockdown. <laughs> you know, usually with a glass of wine in my hand and not caring about makeup or anything else. And then suddenly it was, oh my God, I need sequins and <laughs> oh, to look glamorous and have nails again. <laughs> 
Was it nice, though, to sort of have all that? Because we all love being done up, don't we? Yeah, I I did soon kind of get into it, really, to be honest with you. It did take take me two or three weeks to kind of adjust. Um, Natasha, my husband, I was constantly like, Natasha, I have no clothes. Everything's black leggings. Yeah. What am I going to do? So we sat together and we we basically just ordered a ton of things and yeah. everything arrived. And yeah, then it was, I soon got back into it, you know, makeup and everything. God, oh my God. So what, did you know a lot of the girls before? I knew some of them. So Tanya. Um, yeah, oh, she's we love big, Tanya. Yeah. We have her on air quite a lot, yeah. Yeah, Tanya. I absolutely love Tanya. I love Lystra. I didn't know Lystra before the show, but Lystra and I are very, very much firm friends. We have like a little WhatsApp group, me, Tanya and Lystra, called Three Amigos. And <laughs> you know, we're just, we're always posting in there, you know, little laughs and giggles together. And yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, the others, I knew one or two of them just from being out you know out and about yeah yeah. it's a small world because I'm up in your part of the world and it is a small world it's very difficult isn't it not to bump into someone who um (laughs) like you know either you know there's footballers there's people on the telly there's pop groups I mean it's all going on in Cheshire isn't it it is isn't it it's a very small world yeah you gotta be careful Debbie gotta be careful Cheshire rumours are terrible, honestly. One, somebody says one thing and it's gone right the way around Cheshire by the afternoon. You know, it's just, mm. that's how it is. It, it's very small. <laughs> what made you say yes to doing this? Because you you have been on telly before, like I mentioned, obviously. You're, you're a psychic, you've got your own medium, uh, you're a medium, you've got your own business. So therefore, I sort of would say you're a spirit, quite a spiritual person, believing in, in you know, yeah. So, um I think the House of Cheshire couldn't be sort of anything further from from that, maybe. So what was it that you were like, oh, I'm going to do this, you know? Mm, well, for one thing, you see, I've kind of, I've grown up, I wasn't born here. Um, I was actually born in Stratford End of Man United. So, but we moved when I was one year old. So, so the rest of my life, I've grown up in Cheshire. And obviously I know it very, very well. And so when the show approached me, I thought, oh, blimey, I've always watched it, you know, mm-hmm. just sat there at night, glass of wine, whatever, oh, watch the housewives. And then suddenly they came along and said, you know, we'd love to talk to you about doing the show. And I was like, what? My instinct really was to say no, because like you've just said, I thought this is the furthest from mm-hmm. what I do, who I am. But I thought, do you know what? Actually, that might be a good thing. And I always believe in broadening your horizons as well mm-hmm. and stepping outside of your comfort zone. You know, you want to progress. Yep. Then it's something new, meeting new people, doing something very different. So I thought, let's do this. I obviously had a conflab with all of the family. Tiffany thought, my God, there'll be paparazzi outside the house. <laughs> you got three. You've got three kids haven't you they're all quite grown up as well aren't they yeah yeah James is James is 30 oh my god wow oh my god you don't look old enough to have a 30 year old you really don't so thank you you got James 30 Uh, I did have a second um boy Mm. who I lost at birth um Mm. calling baby Andrew um yeah calling baby but we do baby Andrew Mm. so 
Um, and then my third was Matthew, who's 26. Right. And yes. um, him and his partner, they have a baby on the way now, Julie. Oh. And Tiffany, who's 24. So, yeah, okay. three kids. Um, okay, yeah. so they were all quite sort of like, wow, that, you know, are we going to be sort yeah. of followed by the paps and, you know, our mum's going to be exposed. There'll be all this exposés on the telly and blah, blah, blah. Or so well, was the reception quite sort of negative or more positive? The house is, is all glass. Um, yeah. Out in all, yeah. She bought a own house with a boyfriend. But because the house is all glass and she was like, oh, my God, she's in this habit of strolling into the bathroom in the morning boobs up you know with no bra you know <laughs> and she was like oh my god you know privacy we're going to be invaded and um I said I'm sure we won't I did actually message Tanya and say oh my god I'm I'm doing the show and so you know what what's this going to be like and she was like no don't worry you won't have little men pointing cameras at you don't be fine <laughs> she's she's a wise thing that Tanya isn't she she's your go-to for Cheshire Housewives I'm sure and such good fun I actually did um, a reality show with her uh, and I went to Arizona with her Debbie and I shared um, yeah we had to learn to be cowgirls but we had to go and we went on a ranch can you imagine there she is tottering around we got off the coach and there she is with a sequin blouse on tottering around like with her big showbiz smile and all these like I mean, these proper, you know, hardcore cowboys, you know, probably killed people for all I know, you know, and they're like, what the hell is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> but she was, as usual, just like a complete and utter bundle of joy until she fell off a horse and then she got injured. But um, she, um, I shared a room with her. So I, yeah, I know the Tanya. I know the Bardsley. And uh, I quite miss those nights we used to have, you know, just chatting a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a nutter but that's why I love her <laughs> yeah so with your with your sort of you know so as a medium is it something that runs in the family for you is it something that your sort of parents your grandparents it is um my mum my mum was a medium and my mum was just really weird to be perfectly honest <laughs> really weird and strange and uh I was talking about this this morning on a, a live stream with my followers and mm. she she was very witchy, I think, in her whole manner, you know, okay. whole manner, the way she was. Um, she was incredibly spooky. I've mm-hmm. seen her sat with somebody once. She did um, a stint on the radio in Manchester. She was reading for people live and I had to persuade her to do it because my mum would definitely not step out of her comfort zone usually. But she did it and then they were bombarded with calls for people to speak to her. And um, and she was like, oh, no, I'm not seeing anybody privately. I'm just not doing it. No, no, no. But one woman persisted. So I said, look, I'll take you to see her. I'll go with you. And basically, I remember, I remember sitting there on the sofa with this woman and she just could have been anybody. We were in a house. There was nothing in there that said anything about anything, really, you know, in her life as such. Just general pictures around like you would normally have. And I remember my mum just suddenly looked at her and said, he says it's okay, you know. And the hair up on the back of my neck. And this woman said, sorry, what? I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean? She said, yes, you do, your husband. She said, he's dead. She said, he says it's okay. You want to move on. You've met somebody else. And that's why you've got. And it was just a delivery, 
was spooky, creepy. And, and then she literally launched into, I'm driving, I'm driving a car, I'm in the outside lane on the motorway. I didn't see what hit me. I literally fell asleep. But you heard the key in the door. And this woman just said, whoa, I think we need to stop for a second. Please, please stop for a second. Just while she gathered herself and her husband mm-hmm. had fallen asleep at the wheel and died. And her and her two children had heard the key in the door at the time he should have been home. Oh, wow. And um, but, but he never did come through the door. And it was an hour or so later when the police arrived and told her what had happened. So that's what my mum was like. She was really weird and, and creepy. And, yeah. and when my mum died, um, her one of her cousins actually got in touch and told me that the family go back to Pendle Hill. Mm. Oh, that's real witchery. Witchery woo over there. I kind of said... Oh, God, that just makes me feel really, I know I'm weird and I do what I do, but mm, that's just a bit weird, you know? So for you, obviously, you're you're out there about it and like your mum was as well, you know, she went on the radio and she did things. But was that a decision for you to be so open about, I'm going to say it's a gift because people say it's it's a gift, yeah. right? Rather than say you're weird, because I, do, I don't like that. I think that's, you know, so... What was behind that decision? How did you sort of think, well, no, this is who I am and I'm going to have my business and I'm going to do this mm-hmm. rather than I'm not going to... Because, you know, like everything, there's always that other side with sceptics and people that aren't very kind and don't understand the more spiritual way of thinking and, and people that are along those lines. So for you, why did you want to sort of do what you do and be so open about it? So obviously I've always been the way that I am. Um, when I first started school, I, I obviously at home, I could be quite open about everything I saw and felt because of my mum being how she mm. was. Um, and my dad fully understood it because, you know, even though he had no ability of any sort or gift, um, obviously he was used to living with my mum. So at home, everything was really open and and accepted regarding the spiritual side of life when I first started school and I was five years old and stood there in the the playground and I said to one of the girls oh your granddad stood behind you why can't you see him because I I, nobody was looking at him or acknowledging him I knew I knew nobody was seeing him but me and that's when I realized with all the strange looks and everything else. And I earned the name Witchy Poo pretty quickly because I have actually got a pointy nose as well. Um, And I kind of just realised there and then, "Uh oh, don't talk about this, keep shtum, which I did until I was about about nine or ten. And one of the teachers, Mr Haig, I remember so well, he was such a lovely teacher. And he said, Debbie, I want you to go to the library, which I used to do frequently help one of the other children to learn to read, you know, sit with them while they read a book. And I said, I'm sorry, Mr. Hague, but I don't want to. And he said, why? And I said, Mrs. E.B. Blackwell, I, I don't like her. And and every time I'm sat there, she's there and I don't like her. And then I was called into school, called into the headmaster's office with my parents, where the headmaster said to my mum and dad, how does she know about Mrs. Blackwell? Um, what what is it what's going on here apparently she was one of the teachers at the school in the 1800s 
And um, I think she was either the head or assistant head. And Mm. they knew that I couldn't possibly have known about her. But I had her initials as well, Mrs. E. B. I've never forgotten it, Mrs. E. B. Blackwell. And um, so that, yeah. And that was quite a negative response, you know, for Mm. me. Yeah. Yes. Especially at that age. Yeah. Yeah. So I quiet. And, and it was only ever discussed between me and my mum and my closest, closest friends. Um, and particularly, I wanted to, when I had my children, I did not want my children to grow up with what I grew up with. So my children knew nothing at all about the spiritual side regarding me until my youngest, Tiffany, was 12 years old. Okay. And only then did they find out and by then James was wow. an adult so I kept it from them was that difficult uh, yeah it was really it was in many respects but my childhood was so abnormal yeah. I I just fought so hard to make sure that theirs wouldn't be anything like mine you know my mom um, was doing Ouija boards and seances in the house during the day with lots mm-hmm. of women. And then at night, she was a musician. So she was working at night four or five nights a week. And my dad would have to drive an hour. She didn't drive. So he would drive her an hour to work. And she'd be there backing artists, groups, and, you know, solo singers, etc. She'd finished about midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and then he'd drive her home. Right. The logistics of him driving her and driving home, driving back later and driving home would have been four hours driving a night, but they probably couldn't have afforded the petrol anyway. So what they decided to do is me, age five, which is when mum went back to work, they put me to bed about six o'clock. I'm an only oh, child. Wow. Oh, I was on my own till what, two in the morning, one, two o'clock in the morning, four, five nights a week, four or five, mm. it depended whether she did this extra night somewhere or not. That carried on until I was 11 years old. But because my mum was doing Ouija boards, seances, neither of which I do, I don't touch mm-hmm. Ouija boards, I haven't got one in the house. I never do seances either, I never would, um, because of growing up and what it was like. I was in a very, very, very haunted house. I was five years old. Oh, my goodness. Mm. So for you, what experiences were happening in between that, you know, the hours of six till two in the morning? Well, my mum, although my mum was an absolutely incredible medium, she could only hear, she was clairaudient. She never Mm. saw anything. Uh, She uh. hear. So for my mum, I think she probably thought, well, she might hear things or whatever, but it won't be that bad. But it was you could see. Because I you could see and hear. Um, Oof. Wow. Is which is unusual. Normally it's one or the other, but but I see and hear. And in particular, on the show, on the housewives, mm. that stare phobia and where it actually first ever comes from, as I discovered with the Speakmans, is in that bedroom, when I was five and six and seven and eight years old, 
Um, one of the ghosts that was in there, because I would have loved to have run downstairs and just been downstairs where I knew I could have gone out of the front door if I needed to. Um, I couldn't run downstairs because one of the ghosts in there used to show himself as hanging at the top of the stairs. And if I would have wanted to go down the stairs, I would have ran through him, him. which I couldn't do. Um, Ten months of PTSD therapy back in 2000, so either 17 or 18, I think it was 17, seven months of PTSD EMDR therapy, which was incredible. It, so how that was so how old were you then? So that's since you were five. And how old were you when you had that treatment then? Um 17, 2017. That, two, that, whoa. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's God. That's just so much, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was horrific. And that's how I was I was living like that on on a daily basis. And so going to going to sleep. Well, I didn't. I didn't keep my curtains open because there was a street light right outside the house on the Mm. on the street, and so it kind of lit up the room a little bit, but only a tiny bit. I never, ever, ever wanted to put the light on because Mm. putting the light on, I would see everything that was in there. Because we're talking Uh. constantly, constantly. This this was. there used to be one one old lady in particular who used to walk towards me with both of her hands out like that. And she used to walk, walk towards me as if she was going to touch my hands, get hold yeah. of my hands. She mm. never, ever did. She always disappeared just before she got to my hands. But right. I was just so petrified. The terror within me that she was going to touch me, you know, was yeah. just all-consuming. And... but. The light, rather than it be pitch black dark, having the curtains open was just enough for it to shine through. And and I used to look at the street outside and although nobody was around, I could almost put myself in the street that I was in the street, not in the room. As adults, we're frightened of things, you know, so I can't imagine what that was like being a child and trying to understand it all. I mean, it's a funny one, is it? Because obviously there's a lot of sceptics out there, but I suppose really if they're a sceptic, they're a sceptic. So does, does it affect you in any way? No. Do you know what I mean? Having that, no. No, I love no. that. I love sceptics because if they tell me, you know, what their explanation is for, for mm. things that happen, I like to hear that and then give my, obviously my. Yeah. Or, you know, there are some things that just quite simply can't be explained. And when I first mm. met Pete. Oh, yes. This is your second husband, isn't it? Yeah, Pete. Yeah. Married for 20 years. In fact, Pete and I got married in the same year and divorced in the same year um, and then met each other. Um, wow. So that's weird. We were both married. Yeah. Year and, yeah, divorced in the same year. So weird. But Pete is a caveman. He's like a Neanderthal. Pete is very mm-hmm. wealthy, is what you get. And men like that, I've got to say, usually do not believe in what I do. And I, I just knew that he would not believe in it and it was like the elephant in the room when we first mm-hmm. I bet. Really yeah and then we went away to an old cottage in Cartmel for the weekend and as soon as we walked in I thought oh there's there's something in here and it was it was a 12 year old girl that's that's who was there 
I later discovered. It was, I think it was the next day from when we arrived and we were just sat chatting. We're having a coffee and then he addressed it, the elephant in the room. And he said, um, he said, you know, you know that that you do. <laughs> and I said, yeah. I thought, oh, God, here we go. Mm-hmm. Said, Could go either way, couldn't it? Yeah. He said, you know, he said, look, he said, with respect and everything, he said, I, I just, I don't believe in any of that crap, crap, mm-hmm. he said. And I thought, okay. And at yeah. that point, I thought he needs what my mum would have called a rude awakening. That was, that was her term. Yeah, yeah. And the girl that I knew was in there. I knew she was behind me. And so in my head, I kind of said, you need to, you need to show him who you are. Uh, he needs to see you. And in that split second from when he said, I don't believe in all that crap, but he didn't really mean it to sound as bad as it did. She glided past me, um, coming past him, missing him by about six inches. And then she glided through a doorway. Now, I think I've always said she could have made it more spectacular and glided through the wall, but she went easy on him. She glided through the doorway and he literally, his hands gripped either side, you know, this chair thing. And he went, oh my, and I can't say the words. Um, And he said, that was you, that was you, you did that, you did that. And I said, well, no, I didn't do that. She did that. But, yeah, he's seen many, many, many ghosts now. 100% leaves, obviously. He's witnessed a lot in the time we've been together. Yeah. The Hot Mess Mums. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. We are working with Cooker throughout this series. Cooker taps are a brilliant addition to any family home. Their Flex Fusion and Nordic taps look great in any kitchen. They're energy and water efficient and are safe to use with little ones running around. Now, one cooker mum is our very own. Yep, you've guessed it, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) You love it, don't you? You absolutely love your tap. Honestly, um, I had had to have a new kitchen because it's about 35 years old. And the one thing out of everything in my kitchen that I just drag people to look at straight away is my cooker tap. I'm not joking, it is a life changer. Genuinely, it is. And I'm like, please come and have a look at this. Look, and the one thing, I I was always boiling the kettle every five minutes, so of course with the tap, it's so quick because it just just sort of delivers that boiling hot cup of water and no more. So it's energy saving, water efficient, it's just brilliant. Honestly, it's brilliant. I've got to get one. You've got to get one. Uh, To (laughs) learn more about Cooker, visit their website, cooker.co.uk. That's spelled Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. So it's really interesting, Debbie, because, you know, for for, for now, you know, being on um, Housewives, it's it's quite a significant role for you because you, you, you can bring something very different to the party, can't you? Isn't it? Yeah. And and do you think, you know, what 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 would be, your, you know, well, it's obviously happening as we speak, but, um, you know, for you, what would you like to bring? What what sort of, you know, different sort of dyna- dynamic, you know, are you hoping to bring a- as the series goes by? Just yeah. awareness, I think. Right. Of spirituality right. in general, because yeah. spirituality covers so much more than just 
ghosts or or being a medium it's about absolutely everybody's life in some way shape or form either with messages or just by trying to be inspirational um, and trying to get people to stay present in the present moment more and more and more people are suffering with anxiety for instance and that's usually caused by living in the future or the past and yeah so so spirituality, I think, is a very big umbrella and and a big, big part of my life really is actually just being a bit of a support there to help people and their mindsets and mm-hmm. you know, their thinking patterns. And because at the end of the day, everybody in spirit wants everybody here to have a nice, positive, happy life and a happy existence. And that's, that's something that people don't really realise as the role of, of a medium like me. You know, it's not just passing messages, proving life beyond death. It's, mm-hmm. it's about helping people in every way, shape and form. So uh, have you ever, have you had any personal experiences, you know, people that you actually know? I'm just intrigued. The whole thing, you know, it's really opened up my mind, but, you know, for... If I was a medium like you, because I I do think I'm very spiritual and I really do believe we have shut down a lot of our, you know, in our subconscious, you know, there are so many things that we have closed off, you know, that we've lost. You know, if we were still an indigenous tribe in the heart of Wilmslow, (laughs) we'd be so much more in tune with a lot of stuff that's going on spiritually, wouldn't we? Yeah. But, you know, it's all gone. (laughs) So for you to be in that, you know, that, that amazing position. And I was just wondering for you, have you ever been, you know, come across anyone that you actually know personally or? That does what I do? Well, well, no, that's appeared to you. I'm just intrigued. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or would you not be visited? I suppose. I don't know. Mm. So yes, my mum, whenever my mum appears, if I'm, I was one time. I remember I was sat reading a book in bed, where yeah, um, over on the left hand side, and I remember raising my glasses and looking and saying, "Oh God, are you here for a visit or a reason?" As in to warn <sighs> something, you know. Ah, okay. Are you here for a visit or a reason? Um, I remember when I was married to Andrew, first husband, um, a couple of years before we broke up. Um, I was so, so, so tired. I've been running around, you know, million miles an hour. Well, it's not been a couple of years actually thinking about it because it was my mum that was there as well. So mum died 2008. Must have been, I would say, around the start of 2009, this, and we mm-hmm. 2010. And... I was so tired and I thought, you know, when you do the whole lie down on the sofa and just shut your eyes and have a nap, you know, before doing the school run again and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, that's me. I'll talk to you about that later. The nana nap. I'm all for this. It's what I promote all the time. Yeah. But I'm going to have like a quick nap here just, you know, blah, blah. Anyway, I woke up. I wasn't sure if I woke up naturally or whether it was my mum and dad waking me up, but they were Ah. both there. They were right, right there in front of me. I'm lay, I'm lay on the sofa like that, but they're they're stood right there. And it was my mum's voice. My mum said, Debbie, Debbie, you're not well, love. You need to go to the doctors. I remember just, and I thought, what? And I sat there and they'd gone like that, boom, vanished, both of them. And I thought, I'm not well. 
I'm fine, you know, but I've got to go to the doctor. Wow. And I thought, what what could that mean? What am I supposed to go about? And then it dawned, whether it dawned on me, like my own self, I was late or due for my smear, either late to the smear or due for it, I can't remember. But, or whether they put that thought, the smear thought into yeah. my um, which I do believe can happen. I made my appointments and I went. My smear came back showing precancerous cells and I had to said ah. off. I thought, my God, you know. So it's it's an interesting one as well, uh, I suppose, because for you, you know, when you like, uh, I don't know, your hairdresser and but amongst friends and family and they you, you people go, ah, you know, would you mind just trimming my fringe? <laughs> oh, no. Or, oh, I don't know, yeah. you're a plumber and yeah. it's like, ah, oh, my my washing machine's packed up, but I know, you know, I know you've just come round because I've invited you for dinner, but you must get, get that so much, Debbie, or not? Yeah, but actually I think now it's got to, no, my friends actually don't really mention it really now. Right, I, right, I was going to say, yeah. I think yeah, sick of it. <laughs> yeah, sick of it. It's so true that I've got loads yeah. of friends that are hairdressers and they say, it's, oh, my friend's a makeup artist and she's amazing. And do you know what? Her friends are terrible. So they turn up, get her to do their face and don't pay her. Yeah. And I have this big chat with her where I said, stop. Yeah. Like if they want their face doing for a Saturday night, they book in like the rest of us and you charge them the same. Yeah, stop right. having the mick taken out of you. Yeah. So I, I get what you mean. It must be that thing where people are like, oh, I'm having a bad time. Debbie, come on, tell me, is next week going to be better? Yeah. Yeah. For God's sake. Tiffany came over the other day and she said, Mum, will you get your cards out and do me a tarot reading? That's a first tarot reading. 24 and she's scared to death. Scared. Right. Of. Really? Yeah, she is. She hates. Right. I said, voice note the other night as well, because I absolutely love them murders and things um <laughs> just, of course you do <laughs> okay <laughs> you know did it <laughs> oh god no and she sent me a text back and she went in the back of that that voice note then i could hear one of your creepy murder programs you said <laughs> <laughs> sending my anxiety west or whatever she yeah. said <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I mean, it can be passed down, though. So was that a concern of yours? You know, like with having the kids, did you mm. think, I don't want them to have this because it's a lot to bear? Well, I mean, yes, in a way. But my eldest, James, is a medium. He's very, very... Uh, nice. Wow, so he did, he got it. Very spooky. Matthew, my 26-year-old, he's also kind of, nope, nope don't want to mm. you know don't want to know having said that he loves all the serial killer stuff he loves listening to <laughs> the things um about, you know uncanny things happening the weird things and all the rest of it but he's kind of a bit scared of ghosts I think um but I remember I remember when Matt would be he's always been a big foodie so Matt was the one of my three that you could give him, you could give him a snack before his tea and he would still eat his tea. Whereas yeah, if the yeah. break and then they wouldn't need to eat for like 24 hours, you know? And yeah. I remember standing in the kitchen once and I've made tea, everything's ready. And I thought, I'm just going to try something. So in my head, I shouted, Matt, but in my head. Oh, I was, oh, and he, uh, yeah, he, he heard it. And no. I, Matt, like that, but like I say in my head, and I waited, and the little voice went, "Yeah." 
Ah. <laughs> oh, and wow. I, Matt, I didn't actually shout you with my voice. I shouted you in my head and you went, shut up. I don't want to know. <laughs> shut up. I'd be in so trub- so much trouble if I did that with my kids because most of the time I'm walking around thinking, you little shits. I had enough of you. I can't wait to get away from you. Can you imagine? They'd be like traumatised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. oh the, it's been Tiffany. lovely. Yeah. Tiffany's really totally got it, but it, she's scared of it. But she, she, yeah. she has, the odd time she's rang me and said, I had a funny feeling today about such and such and mm. this happened. And I'm like, oh, you've got Yeah, it. oh, yeah. You can always tease her about it, can't you? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Well, it's certainly left us with an appetite for um, definitely, you know, maybe just just thinking about it a bit more and just getting in tune with that side of our souls. Really. Yeah, I feel um, I felt cold the whole way through this. Is that weird? No, like, turn the heating on. <laughs> it is on. It's on. Oh. I put it on about two hours ago. I felt cold the whole way really? through talking. Yeah, my shoulders. I keep moving them. I'm like constantly, but <laughs> right. in a good way. But but yeah, but it's been fascinating. Fascinating. Really fascinating. Do you get um, that? high pitch do you ever hear that high a uh, really high pitched noise in your ear like a really yeah. really high pitch ringing yeah and it only lasts for a couple of seconds seconds yeah yeah on that i call it spiritual download that's that's where you're being given your guidance always always just a big piece of advice to both when yeah happens pay attention to any thoughts that come into your mind about a new idea mm or yeah. a problem or an issue because that is a little spiritual download to help you with guidance in some way. That's yeah. so interesting because yeah, yesterday I got this and I thought, why does that always happen every now and again? And yeah. I was trying to work it out yesterday. And I, I was, was like, worried there's that? something wrong with me. You well, know, yeah, because you it... can get that thing in that ringing in your ears. I yeah, yeah. Like my dad always used to have it. Um, tinted. 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 Yeah, but it's not that, is it? But interesting. Right then. When Okay. Usually, because then you will get a thought or something that comes into your head like, oh, I know what I can do for such and such. Or, right. oh, I know to resolve something that's been on your mind. Pay attention to anything. When that happens, that little spiritual download, just pay attention to the next hour or two after. It's been lovely having you on. Really, really fascinating. Lovely chat. And and I wish you all the best with the housewives. Send my love to Tanya. We'll send our love to Tanya, uh, the little minx. Um, yeah, and enjoy your, your housewives moments. Um, I'm sure there'll be many. It's lovely to meet you, Debbie. Thank you so much. Hey. See you soon. Take care. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Thanks to Cooker for sponsoring this episode. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be telling you all about their brilliant boiling water taps and the fantastic addition they are to any family home. Not only do they save time, Cooker taps are the most energy and water efficient appliances in the kitchen. A child safe double push and turn mechanism also helps to protect curious kids. For more information, you can visit cooker.co.uk. That's spelled Q U O O K E R.